Hey there, so my name is Epigan on our video. No, no, Epigan on another episode of this podcast called One uh, in Room 15B. So today uh, we're going to do a podcast. That's how it goes. Uh, we're not going to restrict it to uh, some things, but I'm just going to talk about things that I found interesting this week or things that have happened since the last podcast. Okay, my laptop is very loud. I'm not sure how... Okay, I think it's it's like it's the same as people, right? So there are, there are people who want to act like they're doing a lot of things, like a lot of stuff. People who want to be seen that they're doing a lot of stuff, but who don't actually do a lot of things. So if you can check my laptop right now, twenty-three percent CPU is being used. Uh, 37% memory, uh, 2% disk, 0% network. Why is this thing so loud? What could be the reason? Apps open, it's uh, Firefox, uh, Chrome, then this uh, app that I'm recording with here. Only those three, and it uses 14% CPU. Why is this thing so loud then? This this is confusing. I think it's it's like end of life crisis, right? Because this thing is two years now, so I think it's it's a way of saying, okay, man, any day from now on, I might actually die on you or something like that, because uh, there is really nothing happening, but it's making so much noise. It's like exaggerating, wanting everyone else to see that I'm doing uh, some work. But uh, not really, uh, or really, I'm doing nothing. I think, I think uh, there's a lot of people like those uh, on social media. Most of the time, they like, uh, I want it to be seen that I'm working, doing some sort of work, <laughs> being being to the library for five minutes. And then they start posting um, pictures of their books or whatever just to show that I'm at the library and they continue being on Instagram for the next 30 minutes they study for the next 15 then be on Instagram for the next hour or whatever okay we're not talking about people here I think that's me but I don't post when I study but that could be me whenever I'm at the library supposed to study it just doesn't work okay so what happened this week or last week an interesting thing happened obviously the trailer for game of thrones was released right and one could try to give some sort of an analysis for that thing obviously with my limited knowledge uh, it's a problem Okay, so for, for, what is this? Mm. Okay, I'm supposed to talk. For, what is this thing?
Okay, one thing is happening here. So I'm, I'm just going through my my uh, my subscription box here on 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 was on my subscription box on YouTube, right? So I'm looking for this uh, Game of Thrones trailer thing. Want to watch it and sort of give my analysis. One thing is happening, man. Okay, this. This thing of coping. I'm not sure. Right? When when is it coping? When is it uh, creativity? When where, where is the line with that? Right? So let's say let's say person like like this PewDiePie, right? He creates a meme review. Then I come on now and also I review memes. Right? There is this guy. I think his name is okay forget his name forget his name obviously I forget his name but he, the videos he does is that he reviews uh, other people's videos he's an editor so he reviews people's videos right so say uh, there's a travel video maybe there's this video that is very like uh, famous with filmmakers and whatever it's called the Washtar of Turkey that video is well made man so this guy will just watch that video sort of break it down how it was edited right and each bit bit by bit like the important part mostly the the p-roll right so whenever the travel videos more of the time there's the story part whenever the person is talking then there's a part where the person is uh, sort of experiencing right so time lapses uh, hyperlapses all those things that make up a good video right so that's how it it happens right so this guy uh, always reviews those videos like you know, from the biggest creators uh, some cold uh, maybe made a vlog or whatever he's gonna review this stuff and uh, now what has happened is that uh, there is now more videos of that stuff more people reviewing uh, other creators make other creators videos okay so nice it has become a genre that there is that part of youtube i'm not sure where does it lie where it's like where do we draw the line saying uh, this is creativity or this is just a straight up uh coping you just you're just coping this thing eh? Not sure, man, because I'm also doing a vlog. Okay, maybe it's inspiration. Like, where is uh, the line between inspiration and coping? Because the reason I'm doing a podcast as well is because I listen to Bill Ben, who does podcasts. And also, there is uh, Joe Rogan, who is people who inspired me to also start a podcast. Am I coping or was I inspired? I think I was inspired not sure but but i think i think it's a, it's a it's a very fine line between those two men and i'm not sure but i think most of the time like if you, you're a creator right so a person who's artistic with an artistic nature or whatever you would sort of not allow yourself to just copy most of the stuff so that's the thought I trust it, it is with most people, right? So with me, most of the time, 
the days or the was I thought that at the beginning that I could just steal people videos, uh, upload them and then make a channel then make money out of that sort of that's an easy way of making money but i wouldn't be proud as a filmmaker as like a creative person that i've stolen this thing even if i also i think the tutorial has been the same but not not that much right now and this thing when you're watching a tutorial then you're applying it and it feels like you're just coping you see that that was part of an, the issue but I'm more comfortable now applying whatever I learn. Yeah, yeah, it's just confusing. Okay, let's run the Game of Thrones, to, uh, not tutorial, Game of Thrones uh, trailer. So with Game of Thrones, I think I, I just rewatched. when was this? I think this was before we opened school. I rewatched uh, the whole thing from season one to season seven. And my prediction is uh, for the person who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne, I'm thinking it's it's Lord Varys, right? There's a scene where Lord Varys says, uh, I think he's talking to Littlefinger. Yeah, they are in the... What's this? They're in the city, most on there. What was, was this room that is the throne there? King's Landing. But the, the room, the actual room where there is the dead throne that is sitting there. And they are talking, and uh, Lord Varys says, and they, they, they're asking each other uh, about the reason they do whatever they do. And Lord Varys just looks at the throne. So I thought maybe that moment had some, some weight, I think. I think that's the reason why I'm saying, uh, I'm thinking Lord Varys is going to take the throne. Obviously, I might be wrong. Because Game of Thrones is a very complicated matter, man. So yeah, let's watch the the thing. Was this the trailer? So this is the confusing part. It starts with Arya running, right? So if Arya, it's called Arya. Okay, in Game of Thrones terms. If Aya is running, then man, you you get this feeling of sort of uh, fear in you because the way she's breathing, the way she's running, the things that are chasing you, you'd be like, okay, I know this person uh, is a trained assassin. This girl uh, in this thing uh, is a killer, right? But if she's breathing so heavily, uh, being so nervous, running, you must know that something is going very, very wrong. Right? He's got many faces. She's very dating. Oh, and also there's this now, and uh, then the, the Lannisters, right? Cersei bought this thing. Uh, bought the, the soldiers from... Bought soldiers from wherever. Where soldiers are bought. I think 20,000 men or something like that. And then now they, they're coming in here. This guy with the sword. He says, oh no, I'm still here, man. He hasn't died. Didn't that guy die? 
Jon Snow, they're coming into I think every time whenever they see dragons, right? Most of the time, or I think everyone, the first time they see dragons, they use that thing, that fear within them. I think they, they do this uh, all the time, every time. Or, yeah, all the time. Someone is seeing the dragons for the first time, they're gonna have that uh, look in their faces, like that, that look of awe, sort of, damn, these things, right? It's, it's always like they don't have a big character since the dragons for the first time. It's always a dead thing. <sighs> right? So I think I think also who's the scam? What's the name of the scam? Uh, Sansa. Maybe she's being threatened that this girl now is coming in with the... Uh, uh, okay, so this commentary, this commentary is boring. This girl, loses this girl, uh, the dragon queen is coming in and it's her dragon. Her dragon is gonna take, she's gonna take over whatever he's saying. <laughs> this guy, they're making sorts. Who's this guy now? Damn, we forget this with Henry as Henry. Alright, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not sure if Ceci is drinking poison. So there was a scene where Ceci was sitting down. Uh, I think it was the, the battle where Stannis was attacking um, King's Landing. And then she knew that they were going to be defeated. So what she did is. Uh, she just went to the throne, sat there, and had, I think it's called milk of the puppy or something like that, or poison of some sort. She was gonna drink the thing and uh, also drink, uh, make her, her son, I think Tom, Thomas, to drink, Thomas or Tomont, not sure, drink to drink the thing as well. So right now she's sitting there, uh, like in a similar position. She's not having a class. So, one might assume that that is what's happening here. Maybe the army of the dead is coming down on them, or her army has been defeated, and the army of the dead has been defeated. Now they're coming for the throne. So, a uh, lot might be uh, happening here. And also, what did I just saw? The two dragons uh, going up there. I'm, I'm not sure. Snow and Snow and and the, the, the dragon queen. They're going to the dragons, right? Uh, side by side. I'm not sure if could, both of them are going to ride the dragons, or but that should be what what's gonna happen, right? Because. Uh, they are brother, brother and sister, and if they are both the same surname, uh, both the ancestors were the ones who wrote dragons to Westeros. So these guys also should uh, get the same privilege, sort of. I think this guy, Peter, uh, it's Peter. Okay, it's Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister. This guy said. 
uh, this uh, season is going to make uh, the battle of the bastards seem like it was just play. It was uh, something very simple. Uh, I think they said kindergartens or whatever. So this guy, oh, that 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 fight wasn't very much. Uh, it took a long to film. I think it took them fifty four days. Not sure. It took them long to finish to to film, but the, that I didn't feel that that like was a very long battle, sort of, or a very good battle. Not not that much action happened. Oh, okay, there were a lot of okay. I think there were a lot of moving parts with that battle because there were giants. Okay, yeah, there were a lot of moving parts. There were giants, and then there were yeah. A lot of moving parts, but that fight wasn't that exciting. And the exciting fight was that, that one where uh, I think it was Dragon, it was called Dragonstone, where the Queen Lady, uh, who's 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 named what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? So search that one. Dragon Queen. Dinner is Sakarian. Damn. Shit. Forgetting all the same things. I'm not sure if this thing will be okay if I'm playing it on. But this is commentary mode, so we should. Should be fine under fair use, not sure though. Man, this guy there, there was this, the, the, what do you call this guy? The Night King, they're here now. I think they are in front of. Uh, what was this place? Winterfell. They're going down. Uh, south. So this is supposed to be the fight between the, the two armies. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a big one, man. I'm very, I'm very excited that I'm I'm like alive at this point in time in history, where series like Game of Thrones, uh, one of the most like epic things to ever hit television is being uh, released, being alive at that uh, same time as that thing. I think it's it's very much um, a thing to be proud of, man. Yeah. And also this week I came across a guy called, uh, called I think called Kusa or something like that. This guy shoots um is it called Kusa? Oh man. I'm not sure now. Damn. Yeah, I think it's something like that. This guy shoots uh films, not films, like shoots products, right? So whenever I come and have fragrances, whatever, Air Force, sunglasses. All those things, this guy has like this crane 
what is called this robot camera thing that moves like that thing is very nice man so i think i'm gonna buy the thing when i start making money if that happens obviously and shoot some epic footage because the thing is used also in movies so i always wondered where do they take these thousands of people where do they get those thousands of people that are in the movies how much do they pay for those as well and also what i found out is that in this movie i think there's dunkirk or something they had two thousand people around there but in the movie there are two thousand people but it was only 50 sorry it was only 50 extras were there and they recorded that thing with only 50 extras what they did is they recorded they was this, they see with these with these cameras right these uh robot cameras they can be programmed right to, to go a certain to travel at a certain speed and to go a certain to move in certain positions right rotation all those things uh, can be it's called keyframed right so can can be they can be create keyframe let's say this camera is moving like this it's keyframe to move you see this movement is keyframe is like programmed to the thing so if it's programmed it means programmed it means it can be repeated that's what they did with them the movie so they repeated a camera motion so these people kept on changing and was this clothes and then positions so they filmed them maybe in the car some are unloading some stuff some are taking guns some are doing what they just make this movement and then people change and then the things start again the same movement and then they there so whenever they just and the end part Right, so they film people in different positions, just like what I do when I clone myself. They film people in different positions, then they cut to just uh, put them together. It's one thing. You think it's two thousand people when in fact it's just fifty. I think the guy also said that uh, it's it's the same thing. Okay, I'm just gonna look for the guy now because uh, it's it's a bit confusing. Then it's okay. So you can search the guy whenever. You feel like it so I think the guy also said that they do the same thing with celebrities most of the time. So you find that celebrities are not all available for something that they want to shoot. So what they do is they use this thing, program movement, to move the camera in a certain way and then go and film that celebrity or whenever they're available at the same studio, have the same movement as well and just insert the celebrity in the edit. I think that's that's a very cool thing to do right so it's part of the reason i think mkphd if you don't know mkphd is it's marcus brownlee i'm not sure who you are marcus brownlee's guy makes youtube videos and he also bought this machine i think it's kazu kazu okuda his his profile is abc123 kazu ABC one two three K A Z U. This guy shoots damn man. His ads are very nice to watch. And so having this crane thing, I think it's forty thousand US dollars, which translates to at least four hundred thousand in South African rents. I think somewhere to six hundred thousand. 
that's too much to buy anything in South Africa. But yeah, I think I think that's something I'm really interested in using and owning as well. And yeah, that's it. Okay, so this thing this thing is about to Okay, let me change. Okay. Yeah, just change the card. So I'm back to uh, whatever I was talking about. I think I finished whatever I was talking about. I think what I want to move on to now is uh, the big topic. I think for the day, what I wanted to actually emphasize on uh, this thing cryptocurrency. Right? So, was it a few weeks ago? I think it was a few weeks ago where we, not we, okay, we as people of the, or citizens of the world, let's say, was it weeks ago though? Or months ago? Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, but let's say months ago, what happened is there was a crypto boss that died. So this guy died while having access to this uh, exchange. So cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm failing to explain. This guy died while being the only one having access to uh, the big key or password to the wallet for the exchange right let's say uh, let's say something like uh, let's see let's say a bank not a bank okay let's let's use a bank right let's say a bank had a ceo and this ceo was the only person uh, able to access the funds all the funds of the bank let's say there was something like that although unlikely that there is ever something like that Okay, so and that guy dies, and there is no way of knowing uh, the password now to accessing all these funds. Okay, so in this case, there was, I think there was what, in this case, there was what, 1.9 billion, right? In Ryan's, I think that's 100, 137 million uh, in US dollars, right? They were stored. Uh, Okay, the, the crypto exchange is, what is the name of the exchange? This guy had, had the access to this cold wallet. So this was offline, it's called Quadrica, this stock exchange, right? So this stock exchange kept these funds uh, offline, I think on a wallet, and this guy was the only one who's, who had access to this wallet. So this guy died, right? Or reportedly or alleged died and then when he died was the only one who had access to these funds so they believed that they lost the funds right but new information has come out i think ernest and young uh, was told to investigate whatever happened there and it seemed like from the blockchain what it looked like they, they were four, 14 accounts that were opened and the money from this account now that had all the, the the crypto the total crypto this one account where only the ceo or the 
I think it's the CEO had access, uh, funds had been taken from that account, right? So uh, how they got this uh, information is that they've looked on the blockchain to see uh, any activities relating to that account, and it seems like uh, 14 accounts were opened and this money was distributed to those accounts. So this means that the original account has no money now. So it's empty. They haven't cracked uh, the password or anything, but they know just from looking at the blockchain to, to see that uh, these, these are the transactions that happen relating to this Bitcoin wallet. And it seems like the money was uh, emptied from that thing. So this is the problem now. It's an issue of, uh, well, where is this guy now? Is it dead? Really? Is this some kind of a fraud? And whatever. This is uh, this is very interesting, man, because uh, it's, it's like sort of an advertisement for, for blockchain. Blockchain technology that everything is transparent, everything is uh, there for everyone to see, and then uh, nothing can be deleted from a blockchain technology. Right, this is an easy way. I'm not sure why they haven't tracked because <coughs> uh, from 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 those 14 accounts, I think the funds were transferred to other accounts and then uh, emptied as well. So they are not longer in their sort of blockchain or in their I'm not I'm not sure I don't understand that one, that part uh, of those funds being transferred to certain wallets. I'm not sure if those wallets further transferred them to different wallets then to just uh, screw up with the system or whatever because that also could be traceable unless they're using another blockchain not accessible to these guys uh, i'm really not sure about that one but uh through this this fund these funds were were emptied from this thing like it was it was funny in the beginning when everyone thought okay this guy just died in 107 million billion what 107 million uh us dollars everyone was saying okay and man, his computers were taken and whatever. They have to be cracked, obviously, and we'll have to get the password. Otherwise, we just made a loss of 137 million. And we've lost people's funds, actually. Uh, and also, it turns out this company wasn't keeping accurate uh, records. So there's still a problem with that as well. And yeah, it's, it's a very interesting story, man. But as I've said, it's an, it's an advertisement for blockchain can be applied and can be easy to catch fraud. Why hasn't the fraud been caught in this case? Why hasn't the people who own those accounts uh, been caught? I think it's the decentralization thing and you can't tell where uh, was this, where the person is unless they've emptied the thing to a bank account which is how these guys are going to be caught uh, if that's what they're going to do unless they're going to bounce it off i think millions of accounts and they're very uh, what's this and they're very experienced with whatever is happening here and then yeah they might just get away with it because they should be caught by now and but nothing has happened, right? So there is a rumor that this guy actually faked his death and they're still finding out. It's, it's very interesting. I think I was talking to my mother 
and yesterday yeah about these crypto things people are joining a lot of cryptocurrencies and some of them not actually cryptocurrencies here's what happened damn this these lights are draining man damn the red hat rise here's what happens right with cryptocurrencies they release the white paper saying okay this is our cryptocurrencies this is how uh, it's gonna change the world sort of and this is how it differs from all other cryptocurrencies and this is how we think and uh, this cryptocurrencies of ours gonna be successful due to its use and all these applications right so when when they've stated that you read the white paper and see uh, for yourself you know and if you believe in that coin then you buy those coins right then you store them for uh, interests or as an investment what people do though these days is that they try to multiply their coins and not only multiply but have companies who buy the coins for them and keep it for them while multiplying their investment and paying them out definitely a, a certain like a recipe for a ponzi scheme it's just evident that these things are positive scheme because how you earn your money is that you put it if you, you put in more people refer more people to this thing and then they put in money you get paid more what products are these are these people selling why are they getting paid there is no reason they just promise the fixed interest well man as you can see this is uh, the basics of crypto or, or, or forever of a Ponzi scheme. Although I'm not researched on this, there's one called Leo. I think they're doing a similar concept and it should be a Ponzi scheme, but it's continue running in South Africa and people are getting money. What could you say, man? Seems like a Ponzi scheme to me, but man, maybe there's something I don't know. I'm not saying these guys are. Okay, I think I'm saying these guys are a Ponzi scheme. Obviously, I don't have that much evidence, so they haven't run away. That's the problem. So when they run away, everyone can say with absolute like certainty that they are a Ponzi scheme. But how a Ponzi scheme is, how a Ponzi scheme runs is that they use baseline, then there's people at the top. The more people you put in, the more they push you to the top, right? So whenever you're getting paid just because you're putting in someone, and you're not selling a certain product. Believe that that's a Ponzi scheme. Better believe that a Ponzi scheme. It's simple, basic Ponzi scheme. It's a scheme, pyramid scheme, pyramid scheme, right? That's how they run, right? So anything that does that to me is just a Ponzi scheme, right? And it will run away with people's money. And then, yeah. Just so silly. Oh, I think relating to that, they just uh, sort of tried to introduce a cryptocurrency regulation in South Africa. Implement. I think they were still discussing, no, reviewing the proposed uh, regulations for cryptocurrency. I think it's interesting. I think it's going to protect a lot of people who uh, were just putting in their money to these things. And maybe it's going to be easy now to identify uh, Ponzi schemes and shy away from them, sort of. 
that's what I hope. And people will stop losing thousands of friends putting their money there. Man, this is boring this week. It's boring this week. It's boring this week. Okay, let's move on to... Okay, this is the problem. This is this is how I, I don't want this podcast to be. And this thing of moving on to news. Moving on to... Moving on to... I just want to talk for the whole hour. Talk about everything I want to talk about. Like smoothly transitioning from one thing to another. Right? I think there's this, there's this cryptocurrency called uh, Electronium. Right? I think they've partnered with the telecommunications companies in South Africa. I think can buy a time with them now. And I think the, the, the last thing, the, the annoying thing about this currency, this cryptocurrency, this cryptocurrency can be mined using a phone, right? So you can get some coins using your phone. Why is this thing focusing on my hand? Damn. You can get some coins using your phone. But the last time I checked, they didn't have an app for... for iPhone and then there was the, the issue with me so I could only mine with your Android device wait I think it's there now yeah I think it's there can mine with your phone that's the, the nice thing with this Mining with your phone, getting some coins, yeah, and then like getting a time at the end, I think, or using the coin for one thing, or just holding the coin for as a sort of an investment till it matures. Ah, uh, talking about iPhones, there is this proposed, not proposed, the news that iPhone is also or Apple is also gonna make. A foldable iPhone. Okay, I don't think we're getting this uh, anytime soon, as I've said previously. But it's gonna be exciting to see how Apple uh, designs their phone. Highly unlikely that it's gonna be the same as Samsung's, but their patterns show that they've made it something of a similar nature, or they are planning to make something of a similar nature. I don't think it's something that we're gonna see this year. I think uh, maybe gonna see, we can see it uh, later next year or something like that. Maybe they're going to announce. I'm sure. Unlikely as well. But as I've said previously, uh, Apple needs to make a new device. Otherwise, yeah, things are going to be difficult for them. Then, okay, I'm tired. I'm tired. I need to eat. I need to eat. Um, I've been talking for a while. Oh man, I'm going to eat and then come back and then yeah, do the, the last part. Okay, back mm, after eating, right? Yes, after eating. So this is one of the those moments. I think it's more frequent the where I'm saying that people are making too much noise. And then they're listening their music for everyone. They're playing their music for everyone that's to listen to. And then it disturbs people like me trying to record and their boring podcasts. So, 
Okay, this finishes up. I was thinking Elon Musk, right? What I want to talk about Elon Musk first. What else? What else? I think there was Sunday before Elon Musk. Okay, let's just go to Elon Musk. So this guy. No, what did I talk about before that? Folding phone. Folding iPhone. That is unlikely. I think I said that. I've already said that it's unlikely that April will release a folding phone, at least not this year. And then... Uh, man, damn. Why don't must be sued and then the critical lens being uh, all this reviewed? <sighs> I'm really not sure how this, these things go, right? I think the integration of... Uh, okay, here's, here's where I think there's a disconnect, right? The use of uh, old systems, the integration of old systems, like your markets, the way markets work, the way markets react, and the way companies are governed, public companies are traded, and all the stuff, how prices are affected, and then the spreading of news, right? The way news are distributed these days, the amount of uh, news that are generated, how quickly things escalate. I think there is some sort of a disconnect. Not a disconnect, yeah, maybe. Maybe it could be a disconnect, right? So before this era of social media and whatever, a CEO could do whatever he wanted to do, sort of, and maybe it will take years for anyone to actually find that out, or it will go without anyone actually finding out, right? So whatever a CEO did during his spare time, did uh, whatever or whatever in his home, or whatever the case may be, didn't actually have an effect in markets right most of the time like i don't remember okay maybe i'm too young but i don't remember uh, the, the actions of a ceo being uh, too scrutinized right in most cases ceos ended um yeah i don't remember actions of a ceo being uh, this much scrutinized like this guy so this guy smoked a weed I think it was last year, and then the SEC had a problem with that. Uh, I think no, no, no. SEC had a problem with that before he even smoked weed. He also said uh, he's taking Tesla private. I think that would be a good thing for him, uh, given his constant fight with the media and whatever. And then when he smoked weed, no, no. When he said he's taking Tesla private, SEC consider that some as a sort of a fraud, fraud of some sort, okay, manipulating the markets. What happened is that uh, they ended up saying these tweets should be now uh, reviewed before they come out and uh, they, they charged or he paid a fee of 20 million and they lost his chairmanship for uh, Tesla. And then what, what has happened this year is that the guy also tweeted that Tesla is on 
he's on the road or he's in yeah he's on the road of making to making 500,000 mean 500,000 cars this year right so making 500,000 cars this year and then that was seen as some sort of a manipulation to the uh, markets and that tweet wasn't sort of reviewed as per agreement so there's been an issue as well with uh, SEC with that also yeah I, I think people are over it and also these people who are suing him like shareholders of Tesla saying no man this guy his image is ruining uh, what Tesla still do. I'm not sure where do these people come from right so if you follow Elon Musk online you'll see that he's the coolest guy ever he posts memes which is unlike any CEO uh, in the world post memes, replies to funny stories, and does all this cool stuff. So I'm not sure where do these people who are saying, because now company valuation, right? Most of the time, uh, like publicly traded companies, so for shares, it's based off of human uh, perceiving, perceiving of that company, right? And right now, Tesla uh, is at a, what? has a good public image, right? The person who's representing it, obviously, uh, Elon Musk is a cool person and most people seem to uh, like the guy, right? I'm not sure why you would buy a Tesla stock uh, not knowing who Elon Musk is or how he does his business. And then to go on and say, okay, he's sweet now, it's manipulating or it uh, may have a loss to my shares in the company. I'm not sure how you buy the company without the character himself because he is Tesla, right? So if you can't have one, why not just sell them the thing? It's a problem. Publicly traded companies, damn, it's an issue. This guy now can't have his freedom of doing whatever he wants to do. And then there's this SEC thing and there's always hanging over his head all the time. Yeah, I think, I think... I was watching I was watching Julian Peterson yesterday and interview we did last year saying uh, we, it is actually incredible what this, this guy has done, Elon Musk, and this is incredible that we live uh, during his time. He's done uh, things that were deemed impossible. Uh, he has a was this? he has a, a electric car company and he has put that company into space. Who else would ever do that? Who else would ever have an idea to do this stuff? Okay, this seems like I'm busy propping the guy or something like that. So let's just move on to 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 Jordan Peterson, the guy I was talking about uh, now just now. I'm, I was actually amazed. This this interview was from last year. What what is that company that he was? Talking to let's see those guys. That video man, that guy said that he actually it's valuetainment in time an hour and twenty minutes. That guy said he once in his life read a book per day. Right? I think that's crazy. I, I think he had the benefit of not having social media, obviously. Because no one with the internet could actually spend a, a day reading a book for 
Yes. So that, that, that just seems out of place, right? Been trying to read as well. Ah, it's a problem, man. I'm not sure how people do the thing, but I think uh, we... we um, and all this we food practice i think i'll get there to reading more books and whatever also i think we've seen bitcoin rising these these past few days going up so john mcafee uh, still thinks the thing is gonna reach a million by next year we'll see We'll see how that works. Oh, also this this cycling thing. I'm not sure if it's happening today or whatever. And I'm not sure what they're protesting. But these guys, they cycle around Cape Town naked. Let's see, naked cyclers. Yeah, I think I saw the thing yesterday. Cycling naked. Okay, how do you sit on the bike naked? Like if you're a guy, how does that work? Okay, so I think you've listened to the most boring podcast there is out, out here. No, man. Okay, they're not showing the stuff. They're not showing the stuff. But I saw it on Facebook yesterday. That the guys who go around Cape Town, I think they're protesting some sort of whatever. So they're cycling around naked. Cool, cool initiative thing. But kids have to be getting gotten out of the street, obviously, because they can't be traumatized like that at a young age. Yeah, man, I think that's this is it. Obviously, I think. Oh, I, I said I wanted, I wanted to do a story almost every week, right? Thing is, I didn't. I don't have a story this week. I didn't uh, put anything together. Mm. Let's see. Can I tell you the funny story? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Can't not today. Not oh yesterday I had a, I had them. This thing happened. I had um, I had my hair cut right, so it was bigger than this, obviously. So it had to go down, right? So there's a problem. I think I'm gonna publish a video in a few days when I'm done editing. It's talking about my hairline, right? So my hairline was ruined when I was a kid somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I was doing grade, grade six, yeah, grade six hundred four. That is, I think it was grade six, grade six or seven. So we were playing football. So it was an old slab, right? So there was a hole in school. So that hole, uh, because of the floods, not floods, the storm, it was knocked down or knocked over by the storm. So it was removed, and they left only the foundation there the slab right so he used this slab to play football there 
So when we were playing football this one day, what happened is this guy came from the back and then pushed me. Right, the, the way he pushed me was so hard and so unexpected that I went uh, head straight to the to the thing to the floor. Then. So when I went down like that, my hair was removed, like it, something like this, something maybe of this size, something here, it was removed, right, to never uh, grow back in again. Right, so that has been a problem now when I'm cutting my hair because it's no longer straight like this, but it is like this, then there is this thing, this thing here. So what I've decided is when, whenever I'm having a haircut, is that they just uh, move back everything now to start whatever this thing, they, this, this no hair area, new area is, right? So yesterday I had this barber, I told him what I wanted in my head, Hey, I think the guy didn't know. You see, you, you can tell most, right? Even if you don't know how to do something, but, but I've used, I've cut some people's heads before, like hair before. You could tell from the, that guy, I'm not sure. You could tell that the, that guy doesn't know well what he's doing, right? If a person hangs a machine like they're scared and in your head you, you don't, okay, sometimes, yes, here's how it differs, right? So when whenever you're cutting hair or you have someone cutting you, it's sometimes the people can cut your hair while you, you are asleep. Right? There are people who are very gently with whatever they're doing. Or whenever they're cutting your hair. And there are two possibilities when someone's like that. It's either they are very good and they're artistic with whatever they do on your head, or that they are bad, they don't know what they're doing. And that guy was the, the second part, right? That guy didn't know what he was doing in my head, right? So uh, when when he, he did the thing, yeah, he cut my hair and whatever. And then uh, I think these parts were okay. But you see, whenever, I'm not sure, whenever you're cutting hair, right, where you... You see this part where there is hair, then you move to an area where there is no hair. Whenever you're making this part, uh, you're supposed to make sure that there are no areas that are more cut than others, right? So you're supposed to make sure that it's a smooth transition from hair to no hair. But that guy didn't know how to do that. And also with the trimming and the, the their, their glass where you're supposed to look to their mirror. Right, wasn't very uh, reflective, right? So it was dirty and uh, there were clouds, so I couldn't see very properly. And whenever you've just had the, the, the haircut, I'm not sure what else do to you, uh, you don't see properly. So the guy uh, trimmed me, he went this way, went far in, and then, yeah, right? But this way, he just left it as it is this side. Damn, so I go from there and then come back here. And then I checked the thing on the mirror. Man, it was a disaster, right? I couldn't go anywhere with that thing on my head. So I said, okay, no, let me go back and find another guy who will fix this thing. And then maybe I'll pay twice now because uh, I can't go back to this guy and say, yo, man, fix this stuff uh, because it's terrible. He'll uh, continue on doing uh, a terrible job with the thing. So I just went there uh, to another papa. And that guy was pretty quick. Thing is, that guy 
okay, there's another form of barbers, the ones who were very hard to have machines, who press machines uh, on your head, but sometimes it's it's like this. It's it's the machine, right? You feel the machine when it's so sharp, when it's moving, you see? Sometimes they're pressing the machine and the machine is not doing anything and they're just hurting. That guy, his machine was working, so he, I told him to, not do the fade anymore the new fade where it's more hair here i said i told him to remove the hair up and then try to fix the stream so he just moved the hair back to wherever this thing was and connected the thing and tried to fix this side as well because this side the hair just goes in and then go goes down uh, like there's a corner this side and then this other side there's no corner that was the issue there was the problem so the guy fixed the thing so i paid two barbers to, to have this haircut done uh, on my head pretty a uh, eventful day if you ask me and another thing like being broke see when you when you're being broke the hair on your head haircut you have on your head it's one of the last things that you need to worry about out of your worries, right? So the first thing you worry about is getting food. The second thing is uh, hygiene, making sure that you clean. Then uh, when when you you broke like me and don't work, so you don't know when the when the next check is coming in, you whatever money that you happen to get, you keep it or you save it to to make what's this provisions for whenever one of the two runs out so whenever you don't have food use that man or whenever something uh, cosmetic or whatever you go buy that that's how it works whenever you broke that's how uh, things are done right so yesterday i wasn't that broke so i said okay man let's get a haircut uh, because I've been looking like I live in the forest. Then yeah, and then the, the, the hairline thing is the reason I I'm supposed to get haircuts con consistently or on a regular basis because my hair grows out and then grows up and then it's like it's not the same. It's not it was this, it's not the same pattern and then I look like I'm not sure what I look like. Yeah. That's my haircut story from yesterday. So I paid two times the normal price would pay in order to have a haircut. I think it was worth it though, because this haircut, the last time I had this haircut was, I think, grade 12. I was doing grade 12 the last time I did this. And I think it goes well with my head or whatever. Yeah, I think I'm done now. I've talked enough. Uh, yeah talk to you in the next one i think i think i should have this more planned i'm not sure because uh, i didn't feel it that much this week i didn't feel it that much i didn't feel it that much i didn't feel it that much okay see you in the next video or in the next podcast talk to you in the next podcast talk to you in the next podcast Go on, have a beautiful week. It's been so much days. Peace.